0: This is Ed McMahon, and now, is Armstrong and Getty.
1: Those kids really should practice more. Not in tune. Not in time. Embarrassing. Really not good. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room. People within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. Kicking off one of the most consequential weeks in world history. Mm. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Amy Coney Barrett. Supreme Court justice. Soon. That was a shock. Nobody saw that coming. And hasn't talked about it to death
0: already, so... Hey. Well... Did you see her speech? I thought it was fantastic. I did. What a charming woman. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep.
1: And, uh, you know, we were talking about this last week with somebody else, but the whole seven kids, one special needs while having a job, I just clearly you're made of different stuff than I am. Clearly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you I not only exactly do it, you, mean.
1: you don't look like it's killing you.
0: <laughs> no. No. Well, you're you seem to be good at it. You're good at the things you do. Never mind the fact that you merely get there, you yeah. know. That
1: is uh yeah. I don't even know. You know, and um so the continuing theme of she's part of some sort of weird handmaid's tale, crazy Catholic sect thing.
0: Ooh.
1: That continues to be out there, even though every single time it's brought up, it says, uh, No, uh, you know, fact checkers have found that this is actually not the case. But let's bring it up again. But let's bring it up again. (laughs) Her speech should, uh, unless you think she made all that up, her speech the other day should have ended that conversation. It sounds to me like her husband is doing, you know, a lot of stuff that. In that handmaid's world would be considered, you know, woman's where he's getting the dinners ready and getting the kids ready and blah 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 blah, all the time. Yeah. So she can live this incredibly, uh, you know, uh,
0: busy life. So it's it'd be the opposite of that. So it would seem, and she has uh, quite a bit of judicial writing you could look at to see if she's become if she's acted as some sort of religious cultist. It's just it's ridiculous. It's a smokescreen.
1: Yeah, it's something though. Anyway. That's what we do.
0: Oh, man. Look at how these emails printed out, like everything I printed. Take a look at that. What would you estimate that font size is?
1: Oh, my God. I'm going to put on my reading glasses and see if I can read it even with my reading glasses. Why is a printer even capable of doing that? I don't know. Because when would you I ever, ever to want to reset do that? something. Or just well, that's amazing.
0: Yikes. That's not helpful. Would you ever
1: want your printer to do that? N- I don't no. think so. No. No. It's uh, it's practically microfiche, and then tomorrow is um, uh, debate night. Obviously, and uh, eh, I've kind of I've kind of come to the conclusion that it's not near as big a deal as I've been looking forward to for like four years. What? Uh, yeah. And what I know, are
0: you talking about? And I know
1: that's not what you're supposed are you to do. Crackpot. That's not what you're supposed to do in the media. Are you a
0: crackpot?
1: <laughs> you're supposed to make everything seem like it's the biggest thing ever until it's over, and then the next thing is the biggest thing ever. But uh, I
0: still say it could be
1: big. Old man oh, Biden cannot
0: do an hour and a half at night. It could be. It is ninety minutes without
1: commercials. Ooh. I would be, and I'm much younger than Joe Biden. I would be thinking, God, how am I going to focus for ninety minutes in the bathroom situation <laughs> and just all these things? I, I, I standing, I'm going to stand for ninety minutes at night. Just,
0: sure, ah. shuffle from foot to foot, you'd be fine. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a long night. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it could be big, but i have still yet to see anybody make an argument that these things really ever have a major effect, let alone regularly. Regularly is off the table. They don't regularly have a major effect at all, Uh the debates. And they ever, there's like one example of them ever having it. And, and, And even then you could dispute whether or not that's the reason, because there are other... Factors toward the end of the the elections. I'm not sure they ever have the the the, the media builds them up. There the the guy who wrote the book about them. What did he call these uh, events? Uh, Pseudo events, where you where you craft an event and then you act like something happened. That um, they just became came upon us or something like that. But I there there aren't the statistics to back up that these have a major effect on the the polls and elections. It just it just doesn't exist. Mm. It can be entertaining, obviously, but. In terms of changing the election, that if it if it radically changed the election, it would be the biggest debate in the history of debates. It would be the first time that's ever happened. Well, the table level. is
0: set for that sort of thing being possible. I would argue because yeah. of the nature of the candidates. Oh no doubt, especially the one, the old guy. No the, doubt. It. Well, the really, really old.
1: <laughs> yeah, guy. they're both. Yeah, remembering that uh, Trump is significantly older than Reagan was in his first term. Which is something. Um, Let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael?
2: Good. I've written a little something for you guys. Here we go. Twas the night before the debate, and all through the White House, not a creature was stirring, not even Chris Wallace. At the Biden's house, the cue cards were hung up with care in hopes that Mr. Dementia wouldn't be there. Oh,
1: boy. How old's Chris Wallace, by the way? Is he 70? Do we have a 70-year-old asking two uh mid 70-year-olds questions? That's something.
0: I don't know how old Chris
1: Wallace is. We'll know we'll know in a second. 72. That's something. There you go. That doesn't happen that much in uh in regular life. No. Where you'd have a 72-year-old in charge of figuring out if a 73-year-old and a 78-year-old should uh, have the job. Mm. That, that just does not not even close happens in real life. Seems a little odd. Yeah. Hey, what if Biden showed film clips like he's describing something? He goes, I have a film that I want to show you everyone. And then he, <laughs> it's like 10 minutes long. And then, you know, and I'm in no way suggesting Chris Wallace isn't up to the job. I think most people agree. He's probably the best at it. But Very sharp. it's just interesting that doesn't happen in the workplace. When's the last time we had a because meeting? Because of ageism. When's the last time we had a meeting led by somebody in their seventies?
0: Well, three guys, two of whom are in their mid late seventies. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm no. not sure
1: we've ever had a meeting run by somebody in their seventies. No. No. Absolutely not. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well. Made the uh, the brilliant decision to use uh, one of my friends uh, strictly for the purposes of they have a uh, a grill. Uh, Chateau Relaxo is now a grillist. There was a, uh, a f- it, There was a fire at the complex. They went around and they spotted people who had grills on the patio and they said, "Hey, that's got to go."
1: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, no. What
2: about your rights? I thought this was America. Hey, it probably was in the the fine print that I wasn't allowed to have Here, in the first place. And got lied to. Here's by a somebody. question:
1: Did a grill start the fire?
2: I don't know. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> that, look into that probably it. Probably.
1: Doesn't factor in. I didn't look into it. <laughs> you no, was of a, an activist. It was a wiring situation, but we uh, took the grills anyway. Well,
2: they, they had to make a fire insurance claim, so then oh, they probably gotcha. needed to make sure there that they were go. fire insurance yep. compliant, etc., oh, etc. et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. Um, but the uh, but so I, I was over at my friend's house, grilled up a, a tri-tip, and I I don't mess around when I grill up tri-tip. It is it is it is done also nicely, right in that medium rare sweet spot. Where if you want the if you want something more well done, you can you can nibble on the ends, right? But the the good stuff's right there in the middle, but. Because I grilled up a full tri-tip, I've had the the delight of figuring out how to eat the leftover tri-tip over the weekend. And, you know, you eat all sorts of creative. Well, you can put it on nachos. You got your quesadillas. You got your sandwiches. Mm. Sometimes you just sandwich. heat up, oh, sometimes man, you just heat up a plate of it and put a little uh, little barbecue sauce on it. And you just eat that. It, it, it was delightful. People want
0: the beef. Steak sandwich. I need stroke. that right now. Oh, yeah. The worst
1: part about being gluten-free is just regular slices of bread for sandwiches. That's the, really the worst part. Because they haven't perfected that yet. And I, I would I would kill for a real sandwich right now. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, September 28th. We're almost out of September, people. The year 2020. We're Armstrong
0: and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin, then. Officially, according to FCC rules and regs, here we go at Mark. That's why I made it a priority my entire career to work closely with you. From the time I got to the Senate 180 years ago, Humor or a gaffe? I think his giggle there, at
1: the end, would lead you to believe it was a it was a joke. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> huh. mm-hmm. Is that a uh, is that one of those hang a lantern on it sort of situations? Are you trying to make fun of your supposed yeah. weak point?
0: I think it is. I think it clearly is. Um, hmm. I I disagree with you about tomorrow night. It is a, a uh, it's a minefield. Joe Biden has to come off as not doddering. And he is doddering. It is. This will be the most important night of our lives. (laughs) Bingo. Or or at least uh, an edge of the cedar. No,
1: it definitely could. my My point is it's not like these things. It was remember uh, super Bowls used to be boring. We went through a long streak of like super Bowls being boring, yeah, as it turned out, yeah and uh and uh, everybody get all excited like this was going to be exciting, and it hadn't been exciting forever. And that's the way it is with these debates. They haven't mattered. But they not, just the, haven't. The,
0: the Super Bowls weren't boring because there was something about the Super Bowl that made them boring. They just happened to be. Mm-hmm. It was it was like flipping a coin and coming up heads five times in a row. It happens. So I don't I don't. Why are you poo-pooing it? Why, why, why have you lost your love of life, man?
1: Because they don't matter so far. Often this one they does, don't.
0: Five heads in a row. Almost always they don't. Come on. Carter Watch me. Carter, Reagan? Maybe. You could argue there's <laughs> one. Reagan, Carter was another one? So we're due. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Obviously, the opportunity for it to be huge is there with a couple of wild cards. I mean, there's what about no way... zingers?
0: Zingers. There's no Moments. way. Moments.
1: No way when you get, like, uh, Obama and Mitt Romney, there's no way something just eye-popping is going to happen. No, nope. I mean, there's no chance of
0: that. And this time, with Trump absolutely is absolutely, <laughs> a it's great practically chance. guaranteed. So what are you talking about in
1: ninety minutes? Oh my god, that's a long time with no commercials. How am I? What am I supposed to do as a viewer?
0: How am I supposed to pee? I'm going to have to have a jug. Pa- pause. Um, how does mailbag look? <laughs> the technology of the nineties. <laughs> Oh, it's just, it's wonderful. I can't oh, get behind Heartwarming. With,
1: I can't get behind with the Twitter and the two-screen experience. I can't be behind it. I can't be watching people making jokes on the Twitter, and I'm five minutes behind. And The jug. I can't believe uh, Biden just
0: walked off the stage. What? Raising their prices on prescription jugs. Right? <laughs> right? Get oh. a prescription jug with Our, the markings on there so you know how much <laughs> you're in your producing. Our
1: next line is four one five two nine five 295 kftc Going to be a big day
0: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: We'll have to run through some of the background on Amy Coney Coney Barrett and uh, ACB I'm going to go with And, um, and some of the outlandish response that was immediate i watched on msnbc just for the uh, the 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 weird what do you what do you do when you're getting enjoyment out of something that makes you miserable there's a name for that isn't it mm, anyway masochism I yeah i don't think it was that but just anyway i was watching msnbc on purpose when the uh, the announcement came just to listen to the craziness after she was introduced did um, they disappoint you no 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 not at all <laughs> And uh, these headlines, Florida Education Commissioner orders Miami to open their schools. Europe stays committed to in-person classes.
0: Interesting. Which is the
1: way they're doing it in other countries and uh, some red states. And I became aware of a school around me that is committed to not opening this year, this academic year.
0: Wow. Which includes next. Wow. You've, you've helped me make a difficult decision, Jack. Mailbagged. First of all, our freedom-loving quote of the day from Ludwig von Mises again continuing the series as a rule, capitalism is blamed for the undesired effects of a policy directed at its elimination. The man who sips his morning coffee does not say, Capitalism has brought this beverage to my breakfast table. But when he reads in the papers that the government of Brazil has ordered part of the coffee crop destroyed, he does not say, That is government for you. He exclaims, That is capitalism for you. Ba-da-da-da-da-da. A lot of what's called capitalism is actually crony capitalism and shouldn't exist. uh, The decision you've helped me make, and I'm not sure I'll have time for all of this, is to feature a single but very, very good email from uh, Anonymous. Last week, the wife of a longtime client came in to cancel his contract with us. Is there a problem? She takes a deep breath. We had to close our shop. We lost everything. He killed himself last week. Two days later, a client who works in the suicide watch wing of our hospital psych ward mentioned that they had 30 people admitted for round-the-clock surveillance. Is that a lot, I asked? Record numbers. We've never had anything close to this. Wow. As a point of comparison, there were only nine COVID patients hospitalized. 30 for round-the-clock, nine COVID. I shared these stories with the moms at my daughter's soccer practice. One knew a fifth grader who had committed suicide recently. Then there's a 12-year-old boy in Texas hanged himself three days before his birthday... Um, his dad said, I believe my son would be alive today if he'd been in school. The smiley 15-year-old softball player's mom is similarly speaking out in Stockton, California, two other teens in Sacramento, California. The wonderful principal's letter you shared last week mentioned multiple suicides in his community. Cook County, Illinois, has seen a stark rise in suicides in black community, already surpassing last year's total by July. Oof. The youngest, nine years old. And a number of other communities are reporting similar spikes in suicides and attempts, but because comprehensive suicide statistics lag about 2 years behind we won't know how many others we've lost in to the shutdown until it's too late we only have these anecdotal tragedies or piecemeal stats from a county here or city there, with thousands of cases sitting on coroners' desks awaiting a cause of death to be assigned. Eventually they'll all be filed and make their way through the reporting system, and one day in twenty twenty two there will be a press release and the media will bemoan this devastating side effect of the shutdown, and moronic talking heads will say soberly, If only we had known then, we freaking know right now and have no and rights in all capitals. And we've known for a while. People recognize that their own kids seem down, restless. They're turning into screen zombies, addicted to social media. We know that tens of thousands of businesses will never open. There are countless articles about suicide hotlines, overwhelmed, um, etc., etc. We do know. August survey of students reported a third experiencing depression. Almost 25% knew of someone with suicidal thoughts, and 5% of both college and high school students said they themselves had made a suicide attempt during the pandemic. 5%, wait, sorry, what percentage of Americans have died from COVID so far? Oh, right, only 0.6%.
1: You shouldn't have more people in your hospital uh, on suicide watch than you have with COVID. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I first noticed this, I'm guessing it was May. May. When the second time we got uh, my my kids and their cousins together to do a FaceTime and nobody had anything to say. The first time we did it was kind of fun and cute and wow, this is weird, isn't it? And everything like that. The schools had just shut down. Like a month in, they just like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Not much, me neither. And then kind of struggled to have a conversation. Then it ended and haven't done it since because nobody really feels like it.
0: Well, the pro-shutdown people are saying, hey, the way we defeat this is the way they did in Europe. Never mind that Europe has a resurgence. We need to just shut it down hard for a couple months, and then everything will be fine. Yeah, no, we can't. We cannot. We will not. That's rough. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This from hole the, the judge must apply the law as written. Judges are not policy makers, and they must be resolute in setting aside any policy views they might hold. But apparently the pick is gonna be this Omi a- Omi. Amy Comey. we'll all be saying this name a lot, I'm sure, because she's a nut. Religion. I was right about that one, too. Amy, (laughs) sorry, but Amy Comey Barrett, Catholic, really Catholic. I mean, really, really Catholic, like speaking in tongues. That's that's just, Wow, well, I, I'm M- a, I'm, made up or I'm, I'm, silly. Or... I'm
1: a Bill Maher fan. She doesn't speak in tongues. Ruth Bader Ginsburg had Bible verses on her wall in her office that bother him or any, anybody else. Uh, no, of course not. Um, so the dogma lives loud in this uh, This one, the Diane <laughs> Feinstein once. But more on that later. Uh, Mother Jones said Amy Coney Barrett is a member of People of Praise, a charismatic covenant community in South Bend, Indiana, known for the submissive role played by women. Yes. Some of whom were called handmaids. Yes. Um, uh, and a number of other publications, Newsweek, uh, went with that. Then uh, Vox said unequivocally, to be absolutely clear, People of Praise is not an inspiration for the Handmaid's Tale, and the group does not practice sexual slavery or any of the other dystopian practices Atwood wrote about in her novel. No sex slavery—that's a relief,"
2: said oh. one, one comment. Vox always coming covering up for their right-wing allies. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, far-right Vox.
1: <laughs> Vox, let's let's be perfectly clear about this: that those things aren't true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Boy, if Vox has to say that, I mean, that's something.
1: Uh, I really enjoyed this. So, Progressive Law, Harvard Law Professor Noah Feldman, and uh, you see him on cable news channels regularly. He's he's a super lefty, mm-hmm. but he's a fan of ACB and he wrote in bloomberg over the weekend and he was uh, first his first couple paragraphs were how awful it is that the republicans are jamming this through and uh that's a crime against humanity etc etc uh, but then said, uh, yet yet these political judgments need to be distinguished from a separate question. What to think about Judge Amy Coney Barrett, who Trump has told associates he's going to get nominated. Here I want to be extremely clear. Regardless of what you are and may think about the circumstances, Barrett is highly qualified to serve on the Supreme Court. I disagree with much of her du- judicial philosophy and expect to disagree with many, maybe even most of her future votes and opinions. Yet, despite this disagreement, I know her to be a brilliant and conscientious lawyer who will analyze and decide cases in good faith, applying the jurisprudence, prudential principles to which she's committed. Those are the basic criteria for being a good justice. Barrett meets and exceeds them. That's the lefty judge or uh, Harvard Law professor Noah Feldman who still lives in a world where you'd say, I disagree with everything she's going to decide, but she's perfectly qualified and a good person. Yeah. Um, I guarantee he's over 40. Here's a response from a Stanford professor to that Bloomberg piece written by a Harvard professor. This is Michelle Dauber of Stanford. Elite male lawyers to the world. Women can go F themselves. Linking to that Bloomberg article. Uh, Going on to say, oh, she's nice, says worthless Essie white man says Stanford professor Michelle Dauber.
0: Wow. Who goes on to say. Nice hiring, Stanford.
1: <laughs> who goes on to say, this port goes nicely with treating women like goats, says Noah Feldman. Uh, then she she referenced <laughs> part of his article where he said, because um, they worked together. She he, This Noah Feldman and ACB worked together at one point. When assigned to work on extremely complex, difficult cases, sometimes I'd go to her for help. She was that smart. Then Michelle Dauber of Stanford says, Noah Feldman, I am stupid and get women to do my homework for me. Yet, because of my white penis, I had a job apparently I did not deserve. Wow, this woman is
0: consumed <laughs> with hatred. She's a real mental case. Oh, and, you know, it was God. funny at first, but then I picture her teaching impressionable uh, young yeah, people. Yeah, I
1: know, I know. And, you know, you're probably absolutely right. There's probably an age difference of you know one's over forty and one's under forty,
0: yeah. most likely. Boy, that woman is just she's boiling with hatred, race hatred. She also That's says something. Join the clan, sweetheart. What's her name again? Uh, Michelle Dauber. Michelle. She's a,
1: she's a blue check mark. I mean, she's
0: they've got a uh, they got a place for you in the clan. Probably a different clan than the clan clan, but uh, a race hater like you is exactly what they're looking for. And, you know, we'll play more clips
1: later of all the pundits who immediately went with, well, there goes your health care. There goes your protection from pre-existing conditions and uh, keeping your kids on. Now, that's all gone now yeah. that ACB is. On. And that's just freaking not true. Right. Um, and Joy Reid said yesterday, uh, and I've heard this several times, this is the end of Roe versus Wade. OK, that's not <laughs> going to happen, but.
0: Fine. Well, didn't Ms. Coney Barrett say specifically that that she didn't expect it to be overturned? She has said the only quote
1: she's got on Roe vs. Wade is she thinks it will never go away. Um, and then, obviously, on the whole, like, for instance, the pre-existing conditions, President Trump and all the Republicans say that's not going anywhere. But doesn't matter. You make that the, the, the narrative, I guess, and hope nobody's aware of that. No, it well, wouldn't be the fact that the president himself says he's not interested in taking away that protection doesn't make any difference. ACB's on the court; it's all about health care. We'll see if it works. Yeah. Now, I assume Biden will say that in the debate tomorrow night, and Trump will say that's just not true. And I don't know if that will make
0: any difference. Well, that's the state of our politics these days. If you ask these people, you know, and, and they were going to be honest with you, if you were to ask them, "Are you willing to uh, say something that is opposite of the truth?" In order to gain votes, they would say, yeah, absolutely.
2: Of course I am. I think you really nailed Trump's uh, demeanor in debates. Sir, that's just
1: not true.
0: (laughs) That is more or less
1: the way he speaks.
0: Um, It it drives me crazy. I question the veracity of your (laughs) most recent points, sir.
1: I've complained about this for years. It drives me crazy. If you're a a white, like, Midwesterner, Southerner, and you're religious, you're a nut job. If you're any other race or you're a lefty and you're religious, it's just, you know, deeply, deeply uh, spiritual. Really, the faith really important to them. And it's just cool and neat that Joe Biden sits with rosary beads in his hands while he listens to speech and fingers them. That's just, you know, his deep, the way he thinks about the world, so much
0: deeper than the rest of us. Well, how many pastors, how many lefty pastors? Who are taking in illegal immigrants, for instance, have gotten the rough side of the left's tongue. None. None. For being nut jobs. Or, 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 or taking in bums and junkies or whatever. Right. No, they're not uh, bums. They're doing what uh, churches should do.
1: Or effing nuts, as Bill Maher says. Uh, right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway, but that's always been that way and will always be that way. Um, and, and well, end, it hasn't
0: always been that way, unless I'm missing your point. Oh, I mean, in, my, in my life, in my adult life. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, in politics, sure. From the media portrayal in my adult life, right, it's always yeah. been that way. Yeah, I get you now. Um, right. And uh, one more thing. Oh, yeah, and then, then the, the net result of all this is she is absolutely going to be on the Supreme Court, and uh, there's no stopping it, so
0: there you go. The other thread that I've really enjoyed, uh, just the incredible uh, hypocrisy and stupidity of it, is this Vanessa Grigoriatis. Uh, Grigoriatis. I actually practiced this before the show. It's uh, The practices went well. <laughs> I wish we had tapes of those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a writer for the New York Times Magazine. You were bleeding after trying to say it. <laughs> Oh, speaking of bleeding, I seriously injured myself yesterday. Oh, boy. I'll have to tell you that story yesterday. Do I want to hear that? No, not seriously. Serious injury, I suppose, is like I I perforated my spleen. Or you got to wear an eye patch. (laughs) Right, right. No. Okay, so I I gave myself a minor but painful injury, several injuries yesterday, but anyway. So this uh, Vanessa Unpronounceable, who is a big-time writer for New York Times Magazine, Atlantic, and all sorts of stuff, she tweets, I guess one of the things I don't understand about Amy Coney Barrett is how a potential Supreme Court justice can also be a loving present mom to seven kids. Is this like the Kardashians stuffing nannies in the closet and pretending they've drawn their own baths for their kids? Uh, And if there aren't enough hours in the day for her to work and mother these kids, when she portrays herself as a home-centered Catholic who puts family over career, isn't she telling a lie? I wonder the same thing about being... Oh, oh that's sorry, that's a reply. And uh, the reply was swift and rather brutal. Are you a lefty journalist saying a woman shouldn't have a career if she has kids? Are you saying she ought to get into the kitchen? What the hell? People are willing to say anything. Uh, one reply that I kind of liked. Oh, and she has uh, thousands of likes on her, her idiotic uh, tweet. One of the replies from a fellow named John is... I wonder the same thing about being a loving present dad to five kids while doing my corporate job eight hours a day, yet somehow I get up every day and make it happen because commitment. Uh, Yeah, that's something. When you have lefties taking any line of attack, including, she ought to get back in the kitchen. You know that our politics have just gone completely nuts. Completely stupid. Um,
1: so Joe's going to tell us how he injured himself. Oh, we got San little...
0: Francisco is beset by a raccoon invasion. <laughs> we got to talk a little bit about the debate happening tomorrow night. Actually, Cal Unicornia is is I mean it's like uh, if Barry Bonds had hit fifty more home runs, it's already the all time record holder for bizarro laws. It's it's gone above and beyond. A couple of new ones new laws new
1: new nutty laws i want right. no new laws oh. The the laws you can't have
0: any more laws you pass a law you get rid of two yeah exactly it's like me with my excessive t-shirts i bring one home i gotta get rid of two That's that seems deal. like
1: a good rule Yep. um lot on the way text line four one five two nine five kftc
0: armstrong and getty
2: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. How about next hour we do a little debate talk? That'd be a good idea. The viewership's going to be huge. The um, history of these things is uh, the first debate gets way bigger ratings than the others, if there are more than one. Mm -hmm. And the first, like, 20 minutes of the first debate gets bigger ratings than anything, so... There's a lot on the line in that first 20 minutes tomorrow night.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah, I would like to talk about the debates coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, San Diego. I'm sorry, not San Diego. I was just reading about uh, the University of California at San Diego admitting a fake athlete because some board member asked to do it. Um, uh, Is that it? Yeah, that sort
1: of thing still going on.
0: Uh, no, that was uh, like last year or the previous year or something. There's a big auditor's report out mm. now where they've figured out uh, where the malfeasance What's, is. What sport? Uh, it was co- They don't uh, say. Mm. It was Coach A pressured Coach B to uh, admit this guy and his team. Coach B didn't appreciate it, but Coach A was close with a board member. So Coach B had to submit and blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah, just like that. Um. So uh, I will get to San Francisco being overrun by raccoons in a minute or two. Uh, I was uh, barbecuing last night. I was actually uh, smoking slash, not smoking really, but on my smoker cooking some delicious lamb chops. Just fantastic. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Do (laughs) do not do that. But I'm sitting there, I was actually, we have kind of a picnic table thing on our our back patio right outside the back door, and the grills are, you know, about 15, 18 feet away from me. Baxter's running around the backyard enjoying some outdoor time, and I'm actually doing some some show prep on my phone. Reading stuff and getting mailbag together, that sort of thing. And uh, Baxter's starting to kind of run and crash around in these bushes that are right around the corner from the back patio. And uh, I don't think anything of it, but then I hear him running toward me like through the bushes, and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not talking to you. I am talking to you. brace yourselves, okay? Brace yourself, your own boy. He runs toward me, and I, I should mention I'm sitting there at it's that, not a human head is that it? picnic table. <laughs> oh, you gave it away. <laughs> I'm sitting there at a the picnic table wearing uh wearing flip-flops. And, okay, so I'm aware of Baxter running at me. All of a sudden, something just slams into my foot. My bare foot. I look down. Ladies and gentlemen, foot-long rat. Ew. Foot-long rat into my bare hoof. Now, I didn't do the full housewife ah! e- eek come out. Ah! <laughs> I, I believe I uttered a a fairly manly WTF housewife, way to go, handmade. <laughs> but I, I went ahead and and spelled out all three words, uh, and and I scrambled up onto the bench. So it was. <laughs> that it was was been a kind good video. The, the sem. Oh my God! Yeah, that would have gone viral. It was the semi housewife on the chair. I scramble up. I look at this big thing, and Baxter's chasing it and and trying to bite it. And I called him away from it, a move I later regretted, because I didn't want him to get bit and get some sort of rat disease or whatever. But he's a dog. He kills rats. Again, that was a miscalculation. So so I climbed. I just banged the hell out of my thumb. I cut my toe. I just <laughs> oh, <geez>. scratched. Ah! <laughs> oh, God, my thumb is killing me. <laughs> oh, jeez. So uh...
1: Why don't you stomp on it?
0: The thing is a foot long. Well stomp on it with both feet. Oh, and it, it yeah, in my flip flops, and it was, uh, and it was like under the molding of the house. You know what else is a foot long? Your foot, <laughs> almost exactly. And so it looks to be like beat up and beleaguered. I figured uh, Baxter about killed it. So I went to get the pool scooper, um, the, the like the skimmer thingy. Mm-hmm. I was going to scoop it up and dump it in the, the empty the lot next door. Oh. No, <laughs> you're going to drown it, huh? <laughs> Hey, kids, get a floater. Actually, I did think about that, Michael, putting it under the water for a while. Wow. Um, but, uh, but then it started moving more. It was much more animated than I expected. And so I thought, well, okay, I'm going to go in and get my varmint gun because I have a, an air rifle. And But by the time I, I got back out, it was gone. And uh, I hunted it. Baxter and I hunted it for a while. Probably not one. Yeah, we, we're going to have to get some... Uh, It's back in its
2: den, telling the tale of the man in flip-flops. How how close is your house? And then this this
0: wuss boy, he's kind of a big guy, but oh my God, he shrieked like a woman. It was hilarious.
1: How close is your house to the county landfill?
0: (laughs) Well, we don't want to pay the damn town to have the garbage taken every week, so we just pile it in the backyard. (laughs) It's no more than 8, 10 feet high at this point. Thirty five feet wide. Yeah, it's more or less compost. But so anyway, you know, we got to get some traps and all because that thing. I mean, it was seriously. Yeah, it was. It was a foot long with its hairless, disturbing oh, yeah. tail. Rats are so gross. You know, I like to say squirrels are rats with pretty tails. The tail makes all the difference. Oh
1: yeah, I can look at a squirrel all day long. In fact, squ- sitting on a park bench looking at squirrels is right. a thing. You nobody think, nobody oh, would sit look on a at little Nobody would here. sit
0: on a park bench looking at rats. <laughs> oh, <No>, indeed. <laughs> oh, so gross. So gross. <laughs> so this picture went viral. It's a it's a little lad. He appears to be I don't know maybe ten years old. He's on his razor scooter, and he's in a, he's on a path in Golden Gate Park, and he's looking at ten. Raccoons, who are looking at him. There are four more currently in the bushes because he and his dad counted them up. And hidden raccoons, by the way, is my new uh, jam band. We're we're pretty country, but yeah, we stretch him out. Fourteen minute long song. Um, (laughs) But uh, so evidently, so many people are feeding the raccoons. They've now become aggressive. This is a new thing. Multiplying. Well, it's worse. Uh, The the uh, park ranger dude said. yeah, people are uh, feeding them in broad daylight by hand. It's, it's getting worse, and uh, it's a big problem. Feeding wildlife alters their behavior. It can cause lots of problems, etc. They lose their natural fear of humans. There's a saying, fed wildlife is dead wildlife. That's pretty good. Yeah. The argument goes humans are the same. If you feed them, they will lose the ability to feed themselves. Um, but that's kind of gone out of fashion. So they've posted signage, and they're doing education outreach in the area, talking to people about the harmful consequences for the animals and handing out flyers in English, Chinese, and Spanish. Feeding wildlife is punishable, Jack, is a misdemeanor with a fine of up to $1,000 and or six months in jail. I'd love to see that. Anybody feeds a a wild animal six months in jail. The word would get around pretty quickly. So you can break into cars all day long. Oh, yeah. and nobody will do anything. But if you oh, feed a squirrel. Yeah. A... You can take a poo on the street. But if you hand a squirrel a, a raisin. Yeah, you're in jail for six months. Hand
1: a squirrel a
0: raisin. <laughs> you're probably not going to hand it to him. Here, what's this? It's a raisin. Oh, all Thank, right. you. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> um
1: Debate is tomorrow night. Got some details on that. Uh some of the Sunday show talk yesterday that I found entertaining. Most of it's not, but some of it was. We'll bring you the some that was.
0: Yeah, and some of it was just completely outrageous. Cal Unicornia doubles down on just being weird <laughs> <And> much more. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.